Today in Watching Your Wealth, we'll look at where the presidential candidates stand on Social Security and what it means for you. From the top of the ballot to your bottom line, this is Watching Your Wealth, an election special from The Wall Street Journal. Now from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. Welcome to Watching Your Wealth's presidential election series. I'm Veronica Dagger. Jeffrey Levine is Chief Retirement Strategist at Ed Slot & Co. Welcome, Jeff. Oh, thanks for having me. Jeff, my pleasure. So the candidates' ideas we're going to be speaking about today are just ideas. They may change and they would need support from Congress if that candidate became president. So we just want to lay that out there. Um, so first, let's talk about Clinton. She is proposing giving people credit for the time that they have served as caregivers when it comes to uh, their Social Security benefit. Tell us about that. Sure. So one of the ways in which you calculate your Social Security benefit is the administration looks at your highest 35 years worth of earnings. And so if you don't have 35 years of earnings, they end up factoring in zero for those years. And that's, in a sense, a penalty for Mm -hmm. those who have stayed out of the workforce and cared for a child or multiple children. In fact, many times when I look at someone's Social Security statement, I can actually say, oh, you had a child in this year and this year, because there are zeros surrounding those years for the time that the person was out of the workforce caring for the child. And we all know that is definitely real work. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Children or, you know, caring for elderly parents, too. I think she had um, Mm -hmm. potentially talked about extending it to that as well. Right. Um, So let's talk about... um, her other ideas about Social Security. She's not for raising the full retirement age, is she? She really hasn't come out in support of that at all. She's certainly the most progressive of the candidates between both her uh, and uh, as well as Trump and Johnson, of course. But she is she wants to make sure that we not only keep Social Security where it is, but also to kind of expand it in, in many respects. So to to look at giving additional benefits for those perhaps that are in lower incomes or just in general, finding ways in which we can boost the system and get more benefits out to those in retirement. Has she said where that money would come from? or given? She's given some ideas. So one of the ideas she's talked about is raising the cap on Social Security earnings uh, or earnings that are taxable to Social Security this year. You can make $118,500, and every dollar of that would be subject to FICA tax, Social Security tax. Mm -hmm. But if you made $1 million, only that first 118500 would be subject to the tax. The rest of it would escape. And so Social Security kind of loses income there. And historically, about 90% of wages have been subject to those Social Security taxes. But because the income inequality gap has widened over the last few years and decades, we actually have now closer to about 82 83% of earnings today subject to that tax. So it's much lower than historical levels. Interesting. Has she said anything about privatizing Social Security? You know, she's really against privatizing. She sees this as the government's role in terms of making sure uh, that this is uh, not squandered in any way, shape, or form. And I think she really just doesn't trust the private industry to handle that. And there are some valid reasons, and there are also some concerns with the way it's run now as well. Indeed, indeed. So let's talk about Trump for a little bit. What does he propose when it comes to social? You know, unfortunately, we haven't had any real solid information from Donald Trump on his positions. What he's come out and said is there's been a promise made to the American people, and he intends to keep that promise. Mm -hmm. So Trump is kind of a a middle ground candidate in this where uh, Clinton wants to expand, uh, Gary Johnson wants to shrink, and Trump has said, we've made a promise, we need to keep that. So he's kind of keep the train on the course. And his 
proposal for paying this, or if you want to call it a proposal, is his ability to grow the economy, grow jobs, create more uh, wealth that's going to be subject to the Social Security taxes. And that's how he's, at least so far, talked about paying for these things. Interesting. Do you have a sense of when we might hear more details from him? I think it's going to have to come soon. I mean, we're coming up to the presidential debates uh, relatively quickly. I'm sure that there's going to be questions on Social Security. It is a absolutely critical issue, uh, especially now as we get closer and closer and closer to the time when that trust fund is going to run out of money and the promised benefits are going to be reduced to 75 to 78 cents on the dollar that are promised right now. And, and candidates don't want to do that. What are people saying that trust fund will run out? What is the year? Because I've heard different Yeah, there are different projections. Uh, projections. It depends on who you who you listen to, what you believe. Yeah. Um, but, you know, somewhere around uh, 2033, somewhere in that range. Mm, and so it doesn't that mean that no benefits will be paid. It just means that the it'll become, as it was initially intended, a pay-as-you-go system. So all the money that comes in that year from those taxes will go out, and that will equate to, again, somewhere around 77, 78 cents on the dollar of promised benefits. So it'd be definitely reduced. Um, you mentioned Gary Johnson. Just want to talk about him quickly. What is he saying about Social Security? Uh, he's looked at a number of ways in which we could scale back Social Security, particularly for those that uh, may not need it as much. So perhaps some means testing, as well as raising the retirement age. And he's the only one of the candidates that has come out so far and really suggested that that may be something that we seriously need to look at. And I think that's important because if we look at things in a historical context, people are living so much longer today. So many more people are living to the age that they are able to collect Social Security. And then once they're there, they're living longer as they collect Social Security. So that's a huge drain on the system relative to when Social Security was initially created. Indeed, things have really changed. How likely do you think that will be in terms of people um, having a higher retirement age? I don't know whether it will happen this election cycle, uh, but I think that is almost a foregone conclusion. Uh, You have to raise the full retirement age. I can't see a way in which we prop up Social Security unless we just – Uh, We increase the percentage of taxes that comes out. We get rid of the cap and we do a lot of other things to bring a lot more money into the system. That age just has to rise. People are just living too long today. And Social Security has become something that it was never really intended to do. Mm, Indeed. So tell us what steps our listeners can take. I, I understand all these are just ideas and proposals, nothing set in stone. But if you're listening to this, they say, "Okay, I'm hearing all these things from the candidates. What do I do? What suggestions do you have? Well, I think the first thing is to understand what the candidate's proposals are. This really impacts people directly. So if you're going to go and cast a ballot this fall, you should make it as an educated voter and find out what the candidate's positions are. They all have websites and, uh, you know, with their positions there. So I think that's one thing. Cast, you know, vote with your feet. Get up and go to the ballot. Uh, And the other thing I think that's really important for people to understand is, as you've mentioned several times, these are just proposals. So not to panic. Panic is is not what you want to do here. But you may consider some scenario planning. You might say, what if Social Security is uh, only paying 75 cents on the dollar come 2033? How would that impact me? And depending upon uh, your listener's age today, I think it'll impact them differently. For those that are close to Social Security age or already receiving Social Security, I think you're going to see a minimal impact to their benefits over the long run for for a variety of reasons, Um, not the least of which is that that demographic tends to get out to the polls. So we don't want to do anything that will hurt that. Uh, But uh, the younger 
listeners, you know, for instance, in my own planning, I factor in that there's no social security. And you're a millennial. I am a millennial, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's where I fall. Yeah, me too, I think. <laughs> but, the, <laughs> but the, you know, that's something that I, I do believe social security will be there for me in some way, shape, or form. But I say, you know what? If I plan without it, whatever I get is gravy. And obviously those in between can, can be somewhere within those bounds. So I think that not overreacting, but just considering how changes would impact you and considering working longer, you know, every extra year is an extra year of not only income that you're getting, but it enables you to enables you to contribute to your retirement account. And most importantly, it stops you from draining your retirement account. Indeed. So that unknown time horizon of retirement, whatever it is, just got shorter by one year. And that's a huge thing. So things that people don't want to hear, right? Work longer, make more money, save more. Save more but is they all another are the big things one. that really, you know, will benefit people if there are material changes that impact Social Security and reduce benefits. Excellent tips. Thank you so much, Jeff. Oh, thanks for having me. This was great. Same. So thanks again to Jeff Levine for joining us. This has been Watching Your Wealth, a production of The Wall Street Journal. I'm Veronica Dagger. For more information, check us out at wsj.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening. Join Veronica Dagger all this week for a special election edition of Watching Your Wealth. Everything you need to know about what the 2016 election means for your money. Only on WSJ Podcast. Listen ambitiously.